You're listening to Bad Trip, the true crime and other weird shit podcast where two sisters take you on a wild ride through some of the world's most fucked up places. Each episode, we journey to a new location and explore its sordid past, creepiest urban legends, and landmarks you won't find in the guidebooks. So buckle up, because it's about to be a bad trip. We interrupt this program because the civil authorities have issued a contagious disease warning. Now we're one. Where is your emergency? The U.S. Navy has finally acknowledged that videos appearing to show UFOs flying through the air are real. Initially, many thought the pops they heard uh, were fireworks associated with the show. But soon it became obvious that this was an attack. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Bad Trip. I'm Shauna. I'm Taylor. And this week we are back in Ohio for some more spooky stories. First, Taylor is going to give us just some little fun stories about Ohio. Shauna is going to tell you a really crazy story about a reincarnation. And before we get into that, we want to do our normal question to warm us up a little. I love that we just gave like an agenda. In today's meeting, it's like when you go on vacation. Okay, I don't know what this is like personally, but when rich people go on vacation and they have an itinerary. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what I feel like we're doing. I love it. Yeah, we'll start with the question. First, let's do a little disclaimer. Mm, yes. Yes. Okay. So this is a true crime, another weird shit podcast. And we're going to talk about things in a pretty lighthearted fashion. We're not going to take it super seriously. We do respect victims and we don't want to make fun of them, but we will make jokes about other things. So if that makes you uncomfortable or if you think our jokes are stupid, that's totally cool. But this podcast is probably not for you. Yeah. And we don't tread very lightly. So I have really big feet. We tread real heavy. We tread heavy. Shauna walks so heavy on her heels. If she's upstairs, it's like, I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't even know this until recently that growing up, like they always knew when I was coming upstairs because I would just like stomp. Like every time she walked upstairs, dad would be like, why is she walking like that? She's how I walk. I don't know. So like one of my legs is like, three quarters of an inch longer than the other one. I did not know that. Really? No. Yeah. I went to the doctor about it when I was like 13. I went to the doctor about it. (laughs) That's like story of my life. Yeah. I went to the doctor about it. Whatever. But they said it was like not a big deal, but that could affect the way I walk. And yesterday I was running on the treadmill for the first time in a really long time. (laughs) This was great. I was like, Taylor, I don't know how to run. What do I do with my feet? I got home from work and she's walking on the treadmill and she's like, how do I run? And I'm like watching her form and I'm like, I think you're doing it right. Y'all, it's hard. Ooh, she pulled out the y'all. I pulled out the y'all. I said y'all at work the other day just to test it out and see what it felt like. And I said it and immediately like, my eyes got big and I was like, huh? and Corey said, please don't do that ever again. What? Say y'all yeah. or do that with your eyes? Don't ever say y'all. It was so unnatural. <laughs> say it. Y'all. No. No. I was like, where's the paper, y'all? Or so it, I'm like sweating saying it again. I feel like I've always typed y'all. Mm-hmm. I just never really said it out loud till we moved here. So it just felt more natural to me. I don't know. It truly was never even part of the English language to me until we moved here. And I was like, why are people saying this all the time? (laughs) 
But also, people don't like you guys. So. Okay, you guys. Okay, you guys. Anyways, we should move on. Let's do it. What's your question for me today? My question is, what is a story, like a creepy story that stuck with you from when you were little? Ooh, okay. So my first thought was actually, obviously, when everyone knows, which is the hook murderer guy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and the hook was left in the car. Yeah, but that's kind of a, a basic answer. So, you know... I don't remember the name of anyone involved in this story. However, I'm going to tell you what I do remember. So when I was a kid, I remember mom telling me about a little boy who had been kidnapped and he had been abducted and held in this guy's house. Oh, shit. Yeah. And the guy stripped him down naked, thinking that he would not want to escape naked, you know? Mm -hmm. And when the boy got a chance, he did run away and he escaped and he was running through town naked like, help me, help me. And mom told me that. And basically, I think the lesson of the story was like, if you're in a situation, it it doesn't matter. Just get help. Yeah, like get the fuck out. My lesson was like, if I was naked, I would not be going out in public. You're like looking for a robe. Yeah, I would have been like, I don't know. I guess I live here now. <laughs> I live here now. I think that my perspective has definitely changed. But when I was a kid, I was like very modest and prude. Yeah, now I'm like, is it legal yet to run naked down the street? Hmm, maybe. Maybe in Paris. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. En Francais. Oh, no. We can't have an episode without doing a terrible French accent. It doesn't feel right. It just doesn't. It tickles my bones. Um. So tell me about your memorable story. Oh, okay. My memorable story is I'm sure probably going to be one of your top as well because it's Elizabeth Smart. Oh, yeah. So we were like her age-ish when she went missing and I remember mom telling us about it and I was thinking when her little sister was like awake seeing her get taken, I just thought of you and I was like, oh my God, would I say something? Mom and dad's room was right next to us. Like I pictured someone coming in through that window in the in the bay. In the pink room? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't know, that just fucked me up. A hundred percent. Same here. I remember thinking like, would I, would I yell? Would I just lay there silently? And I'm the kind of person who I like, I freeze when I'm scared. So I think I wouldn't have done anything. Yeah, I guess I don't really know, but oh. So if you guys don't know the story of Elizabeth Smart, definitely look into it. It's crazy. She was kidnapped as a little girl and she was actually found many years later. Ooh, okay. Maybe this is one I might cover. Ooh, okay. So I won't get into more details. Yeah, just because I know that it has been covered, but like that is one of just holy shit. Yeah. Just you, holy shit. It's wild. So yeah, maybe we'll cover that when we get to Utah, is it? Utah. <laughs> yep, that one. Utah. <laughs> Y'all. Y'all. Oh, God. Okay, well, why don't we get into some interesting Ohio stuff? Okay, let's do that. So like we mentioned last episode, we're doing things a little differently where we're doing four episodes about each state instead of two now. Two weeks ago, we talked about sort of background info about Ohio, and Taylor told us the story of the Whackers who were stalked and harassed by a mysterious person. And last week, we did some mini stories just to give you a little taste of the paranormal and some other terrible shit that happened in Ohio. Yay! And then this week, we're going to do our normal second episode, which is now our third. Yeah, sorry this is confusing. We're still figuring it out. Look, you guys don't need to know the numbers. You just need to listen and enjoy. Yeah, sit back, relax, close your eyes unless you're driving. Please don't close your eyes if you're driving. Please don't do that. It seems like everyone in Georgia does that anyway, but... It's so true. Oh, gosh. 
So yeah, and then we're going to give you some wacky headlines next week because we decided to make this episode a little more about, you know, traveling and next week is going to be about crazy shit that goes on. Yeah, so usually Taylor tells you a couple headlines. Next week we'll both do it. So we're just mixing it up a little bit. We'd love your feedback. Let us know what you think. You can email us at badtrippod at gmail.com. Yes. All right, so on to the stories. Okay. So first, we're going to play the fill in the blank game again because I think it's fun. My favorite. Your favorite. These come from the Dayton Daily News. Okay. All right. So you're going to guess, basically, I'm going to give you a blank or a couple blanks and you're going to fill it in. Law number one. It is illegal to fish for blank on Sunday. Pussy. Ooh, pussy was a good one, (laughs) but it's whales. Oh, are there whales in Ohio? I don't know. There's not an ocean in Ohio. But you don't know about lake whales? Lake whales? <laughs> you don't know? Yeah, lake whales. I mean, like, we don't know everything that's in the lake. Look, that's true. River whales? River whales, lake whales, stream whale, geyser whale. Yep. Fountain whale? Fountain whale. We're making these jokes, but watch, we're going to get an email that's like, My fountain whale is my best friend. <laughs> <laughs> Tread lightly. Oh, my God. In a world of 10,000 fountain whales. <laughs> I hate us. Okay. Anyways, it's whales. Law number two. Women are prohibited from wearing blank, blank, blank in public. Three blanks. Um, Leather assless chaps. Oh, my God. You're like weirdly close. Wait, what? No, not super close, but it's patent leather shoes. Oh, I had one word right. You did. So I'm pretty impressed. So, yeah, women are prohibited from wearing patent leather shoes in public. Okay, so you can't have your shiny leather shoes, but if you're if they're like those dull leather things, that's fine. Is that what patent means? I thought patent leather was like that shiny shit. I never knew what it was, so I'm going to believe you wholeheartedly. All righty. All right. Our last law, law number three. If someone loses their pet tiger... They must notify the authorities within blank. 45 seconds. One hour. Oh, damn. So if your tiger is gone for 55 minutes, it's chill. Yeah. You have an hour to find it. Yeah. But then you have to tell someone immediately. But if a kid's missing, sorry, we're not going to take it seriously for a few days. At least 72 hours. And if you're lucky, 48. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm just like, I never saw Tiger King and I feel like I could make a joke here, but I never saw it. So I can't. Well... I didn't see the full thing, but I know some crazy shit went on. Insert Tiger King joke. Carol Baskins. Aspen, our dog, has a dog toy that we call Carol Baskins. Yeah, so it's from BarkBox. Sponsor us. And it's like a weird gray cat, but with a leopard dress and a long blonde like ponytail with weird eyeshadow. And she's like crazy looking. Yeah, she looks like she's... I don't know. She's on another level. Yeah, she's in a different parallel universe of tigers. But if we're like, Aspen, bring us Carol Baskins, she will. Yeah, she runs over and gets her. It's so freaking funny. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Okay, so we're going to move on to pit stops now. Awesome. All right. So as always, Atlas Obscura, you are my love. First, we're going to start in Toledo, Ohio, located just across the border from Michigan and directly to the left of Lake Erie. I like that you said to the left. To the Never eat soggy. West. (laughs) Never eat soggy waffles. (laughs) I still do that. I still have to picture a compass in my mind. Oh, see, I can't even picture it. I just know the words. But now I can picture it when I know the words. So that's how I roll. Anyways, in Toledo, you're going to find the original Tony Paco's Cafe, where you can see Jimmy Carter's actual signature, 
scribbled across a piece of stale bread. Like the, the president? The president, Jimmy Carter. Why did, okay, tell me more. I shall. So Tony's has sold hot dogs with spicy chili sauce since 1932. Hot dog buns signed by celebrities line the walls. Most are custom-made artificial recreations, but the original tradition started unintentionally by Burt Reynolds in the 70s when he put his autograph on a piece of bread instead of a piece of paper. Is that a football guy or something? No, he's um, Bandit from Smoking the Bandit. He's an actor. Sure. Okay, cool. Sure, sure. He's the quarterback of the Green Bay Packers. Like, literally in my mind, that's what he was. Oh my god, you're so funny. Okay, so it doesn't matter who he is. He's that famous is the thing. Gotcha. I'm sorry, how do you accidentally sign bread? No, he did not accidentally. He decided to sign bread instead of paper. Oh, okay. I thought you said accidentally. No, just... um. <laughs> Oh, the tradition started unintentionally. Okay, gotcha. Yes, yes, okay. Since then, countless politicians, actors, and musicians went along with the tradition, and although most of the bread from the 70s has disintegrated, two signatures from the original collection remain framed, one of those being from the 39th president of the United States, Jimmy Carter, and the second by his vice president, Walter Mondale. Oh, we all remember Walter Mondale. I love me some Mondale. All right, so I'm going to show you these pictures. Um, Here we go. And you guys can check out our pictures on our episode guide at badtrippod.com or on our Instagram at badtrippod. Yes, and there's a link to both of those in the show notes. All right, so here is just the restaurant. And there's actually like three now, I think, in Toledo. So if you want to see Jimmy Carter's signature, make sure you go to the original. All right. it. I mean, it's cute. It looks like a little old restaurant. It just kind of looks like it's a hot dog restaurant. It just makes sense. Yeah, if you picture a hot dog restaurant, actually, I would picture probably like a giant hot dog that you go inside. Oh my gosh, there's this fucking creepy hot dog. I'm like, I have chills right now. In Macon, Georgia, there's a weird hot dog restaurant and it has this like living dog in a hot dog bun and it used to freak me out so bad. I'm sorry, a living dog? I mean, sorry, it's not living. It's like a drawing. Oh my God. (laughs) In my mind, it's living. You mean like not a hot dog, like yes, a dog dog. Like a dog dog. And I think that's it. It was. It just used to fuck me Dude. up. I'd be like, Taylor, we can't walk by that thing. I like literally cannot. Oh my uh, God. Uh. To be clear, Taylor's not talking to herself. Oh, <laughs> sorry. My old roommate, Um, we have the same name. Actually, it's funny that you bring that up because my story has a little mention of Macon, Georgia. Ooh, that's so crazy. Yeah. Okay. So. Well, here is Jimmy Carter's signature on the bread. And then you can also see the recreations by Art Garfunkel and Mickey Rooney on the left. Nice. Okay. I'm curious why the one bread has lasted so long, or two breads, I guess. Well, because when you're a white male president, you have so much power that the bread doesn't disintegrate that you touch. Gotcha. Like God's protecting the bread? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. (laughs) (laughs) I just had a malfunction. Okay, anyways, that's it for that. Next, here's my geography to this one. Next, we're riding along the border of Lake Erie. Sounds hot. Ooh, yeah. We're heading east, also to the right, (laughs) to Cleveland, Ohio, where you'll find the Buckland Museum of Witchcraft and Magic, which holds a collection of Wiccan artifacts and occult paraphernalia started by the leader of the Long Island Coven, Raymond Buckland. Okay. I didn't know that men could be witches. Uh, they are warlocks. I guess. 
I don't know if that's right. Witchcraft and warlockery. I'm thinking of like Halloween Town. Like you're yeah, a wizard, yeah. you're a warlock. Yeah. I'm really sorry if I offended your religion. I know. Yeah, I know that Wicca is like a legit religion. Yes. I'm not trying to make fun of it. I'm really not. I just don't know about it. And I would love to learn about it. So tell me or maybe I'll research it myself. <laughs> you could always, yeah, Google. Yeah, I could. Yeah, I could. Okay, so alongside items from the Salem Witch Trials at the museum are Egyptian funerary figurines called Ushaptis. I guessed on that pronunciation. I'm sure you got those legally. Ushaptis. Don't know. And artifacts owned by magicians, astrologers, fortune tellers, and pagan community elders. And they even have a freaking demon in a box who was captured by Buckland himself in the 70s, the 1970s, with the help of a ceremonial magician. Zoinks! All right. Wait, what do you do with the demon in a box? Well, he's in a box. You don't really have to do much with him. (laughs) Why is he in the box? Why didn't they just vanquish him? I don't know if Raymond has those powers. You can catch a demon in a box. I feel like you can vanquish one. I don't know why you think you know what you can do if you can catch a demon in a box. <laughs> Look, tell us if you've caught a demon in a box. <laughs> tell us what you did with it. How must you vanquish him or her or them? Tell us now. <laughs> <laughs> We're insane today. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Ready for some photos of this weird ass, cool ass place? I mean, maybe. You're not. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So we have some just artwork here. And then I just wanted to give you this cool overview because that like cool coat is there. But the other pictures of it weren't that great. So. Oh, I like it. I'd wear that. It's like a purple robe thing. I feel like you would wear it over like a caftan for belly dancing. Oh, yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. I feel like you actually have that maybe in green. Mm, Probably. And then I love this one with the hand because it's like different tarot cards and like palm reading and stuff like that. Ooh, we should do tarot reading soon. (gasps) Let's do a Patreon episode when we finally get a Patreon of tarot. If we ever have enough people to listen to do a Patreon. (laughs) Yes. Let us know. Oh, my God. If you want us to do your tarot, that would be so fun. We're not professionals at all. No, but we have two different decks and they're pretty different and they're pretty freaking cool. Yeah. So anyways, on to my third pit stop. We're heading southeast to pretty much the center of the state, Columbus, Ohio. And it makes sense that this is our last stop because here you can find the gates of hell. Okay. The portal to the tunnel leading to hell is somewhere you probably wouldn't expect. Guess what kind of store it's behind? Uh, Walgreens. Mm, A Tim Hortons. I didn't even know they had Tim Hortons in Ohio. Well, they do in Columbus. Surprise. And you can find the gates of hell behind it. Okay. So the Gates of Hell, which is also known as the Portal to Hell and the Blood Bowl, is a drainage tunnel under North High Street. As you enter the mouth of the painted monster, the inside of the passage is covered in graffiti, which quickly disappears into a dank stretch of utter blackness. So is it truly underground? Yeah. So it's really like a drainage situation, but people painted it and it goes. It's like I'll show you a photo, but it goes from you just see some light streaming in to then pitch black wow and it's creepy okay the tunnel earned its most disturbing nickname the blood bowl because of an urban legend about a skateboarder who died there in the 1980s and it's also possible that it gained the scary reputation because many skateboarders wiped out while trying to conquer its steep walls in the pitch black meaning they just like all got fucked up and bled all over the place bruh bruh i'm like bruh i'm like lords of Dogtown, bruh although the tunnel is technically off limits to the public 
urban explorers do wander into the gates of hell. Just remember, enter and explore at your own risk. Meaning do it and tell us all about it at badtrippod at gmail.com. But don't get arrested and we didn't tell you to do it. No one said that. We weren't telling you to do it. It was just like an idea that you had on your own. Right. We're not saying you should do it. But if you do, let us know. Tell us. So a couple photos of the gates of hell. There you'll see the entrance and then the tunnel that leads into the pitch black. Okay, the entrance looks cool as hell. It kind of looks like a shark mouth, which I think is intentional. Ooh, I didn't think of that, but it does. Or, I mean, I guess a monster. You said monster, but I'm really confused by the second photo and what is on the ground. Maybe like shit, dirt, pine straw, like human crap, like ground up long pig, like dead skateboarders. Ooh. Anyway, it's creepy as hell. Yeah, it's creepy. Then I have two more photos to show you. There's just a cool freaking like painting that I loved, some of the graffiti. And then here is where they put up like the barricades now to try and keep the public out. But obviously you can still get past it and get in. I mean, it's not a barricade. It's literally like a path right to the hole. It is. But sometimes they have like a gate in front of it. I saw in another photo, but you can also still get through it. It's basically like they're directing you how to get there. They're like giant light up arrows like in Beetlejuice. Essentially, yeah. Pretty much. So anyways, that is... That's my jam. That's all my stuff. I love that. That was very fun. Yeah. And like, I need to go see these gates of hell and I need Corona to be over so I can go to hell. You know what I mean? No. You don't need to. Let's hear your shit. (laughs) Okay, cool. All right. So today I am going to tell you about the reincarnation of Sandra Jean Jenkins. Ooh, all righty. All righty, indeed. So the story does not start in Ohio, nor does it start with Sandra Jean Jenkins. Okay. It actually starts uh, right here in good old Georgia. Ooh, welcome to this state we live in. Unfortunately. So if that wasn't enough Georgia for you, don't worry, because this story is about a woman named Georgia Rudolph. Shut up. Are there also like reindeer in this story? Probably. Cool. So the year is 1984. Georgia Rudolph is a 33-year-old nurse and mother of one, and she's just a regular old Southern mom, except she's not, because according to Georgia, she has vivid memories of a past life. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. So if you'll go to the pictures. I will. Which you can find, again, on our website or Instagram. The first picture is Georgia Rudolph. That's obviously, she's not 33 there, but. Okay. So when I look at Georgia, I get immediate vibes of... Oh, God, that movie with Melissa McCarthy where she's like from Wisconsin, Identity Thief. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, Isn't she from Wisconsin in Bridesmaids? No, someone is. Kristen Wiig is. Okay. But anyways, it just is like she's this total like Midwestern looking woman, like the frilled short hair and the the eyeshadow and just the sweater vest and everything. Yeah. And she was I think she was actually in her 40s here, not in her 30s in this picture, but. Definitely that vibe for sure. That does make more sense. Yeah. So Georgia had been having these dreams and visions since she was a young child. And she explained that she was adopted at age five. So at first she thought they must have been memories before her adoption. Whoa, that's interesting. Yeah. However, when you really look at what the visions were, that doesn't make sense because she had visions of things like um, riding in a horse-drawn carriage, for example. Okay, and she's probably not like a three-year-old like thrown up in a horse-drawn carriage. Probably not. Especially, you know, she was born in the 40s, so that would have been like the early 50s. Yeah. So, you know, it's possible, but unlikely. She would have a lot of visions of this young man dressed in early 1900s garb. 
Garb. Oh, God, I love the word garb. 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 She would also not only have visions of herself as a young girl, but also as a young woman in her teens. So she was like, okay, these aren't memories. So, sorry, did she have these visions when she was an adult? Or did you said she had them her whole life? Yeah, they started when she was uh, a young child, like I think around five. Wow, that's fascinating. So she could have had a vision as a five-year-old of her like as a 16-year-old? I guess so, yeah. Whoa. In 1984, when the story begins, Georgia decides to seek regressive hypnotherapy sessions from a doctor named Douglas Smith. So she goes and he says, "Uh, I think these visions are really just memories that stem from a traumatic childhood. This is interesting to me because I'm impressed that she went to someone like this in, you said, the 80s. Mm -hmm. And so that's impressive to me. Also, I'm shocked that he wasn't like totally eating this shit up. Like, yeah, you're having like a reincarnation situation. You know? I mean, he was, though. Just oh, wait. he was. OK, so I spoke too soon. Yeah. So he was like, you know what? These are probably from your childhood, but let's do some hypnotherapy and see what happens. Mm. So things got interesting pretty much right away. During their first session, when he kind of, I don't know, put her under. I don't know if that's the right terminology, but he called her Georgia because that's her name. And she said, I don't know who you're talking to. I hope it was that voice exactly. I hope so, too. I don't know who you're talking to. (laughs) I like pointy things. Oh, no. Is that from Recess? Yes. So good. It's like something we said growing up forever. Mm -hmm. I can picture her. I can't, but I can hear it in my mind. We'll look her up later. Um, So she, yes, she was like, I don't know who you're talking to and introduced herself as Sandra Jean Jenkins. Who from now on, I'm just going to call SJJ. Ooh, I love this for Sandra, for (laughs) SJJ. Me too. After a few sessions, they had pieced the story together. SJJ was born in 1895 in Marietta, Ohio, which is right on the Ohio River. And the way they figured this out was she actually, she was picturing a river and she kept saying the name Marietta and they thought it was a name at first. Which I'm like, mm, you're from Georgia. You know Marietta as a city because there's one here too. Right. But whatever. So they thought it was a name and then finally put it together that this was probably Marietta, Ohio on the Ohio River. It's interesting to me that they wouldn't assume it was Georgia. Yeah. I don't know exactly how they put it together, but they did. But I guess she probably said other things that only matched to that one and not Georgia. So whatever. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The young man she was having visions of turned out to be her fiance, SJJ's fiance, Tommy Hicks who died when he fell off a boat just days before their wedding in 1914 when Sandra was only 19. Holy shit. Yeah, so she had these crazy memories of that. Oh, that's sad. It's like not only do you have to lose him in one life, like you have to lose him in a second life? I know. And not long after he died, SJJ learned she was pregnant with his baby. Yeah. Ooh. So because she had lost her one true love and was facing single motherhood in a time where this was absolutely not chill, she decided to end her life by drowning herself in the river. Oh, my. Yeah. So that is how Sandra Jean Jenkins died in 1914. Wowza. Now, obviously, this was all revolutionary. And she was like, holy shit. Now that I have all this information, I need to go validate and see if it's true. So she headed to Marietta, Ohio. This happened the following year in 1985. When she visited Ohio, she realized she intuitively knew her way around, even though she'd never been there before. Oh, my gosh. Isn't that eerie? Yeah, that's cool. Here are some of the things that she knew and that she just, like, intuited. There was an insurance office that she was like, you know, this used to be an ice cream parlor. And she described the interior to a T. No freaking way. Yeah. And it had closed down in 1937, which is more than a decade before Georgia was even born. (gasps) Yeah. A reporter fact-checked this, and it turned out to be true. 
Also, they traveled to the town next door, Newport, Ohio, and immediately found what she knew to be Sandra's old house. And it was? Well, we'll see. Okay, oh my God, we'll see. I'm itching. (laughs) From there, she just got this feeling she knew where to go, so they walked to the cemetery down the road where she found SJJ's grandmother's grave that she had dreamed about before. You stop it. And she had never seen the name on the grave before, but she had envisioned it. And it turns out the name is Mary Bevan Green. And she knew what grave to go to, even though her last name was not Green? Yeah. Holy balls to the wall. I mean, yeah, it's pretty unbelievable, right? So I don't believe her. (laughs) So she's lying. I'm heartbroken. Yeah, well, lo and behold, the Green family still owned that house that she thought was her house. Hmm. She reached out and they invited her over to look at old family photos. And they found one from 1908 where I think, if I'm correct, everyone's name was written on the back except one girl. Mm -hmm. And this girl, apparently no one could remember her name, but she looked just like the person from George's Visions. And they said that she had died by drowning. Wow. Yeah. If you'll open up the pictures. First, this is Marietta, Ohio. Cute small town right on the border of West Virginia. Oh, it's right on the right bottom. The right bottom, as we say. (laughs) It's a cute little town. It reminds me of Lake Geneva a little bit. Just like old brick buildings and, you know, cute little thing. Yeah. Oh, this is uh, just kind of like a tabloid magazine thing from the 90s. From the National Enquirer. Essentially. Georgia mom visits Ohio Cemetery, where she was buried in 1914. And it has this, like, creepy-ass angels, like, shadow silhouette with, like, this woman hovering over the shadows of the cemetery. And for some reason, she kind of just looks, she looks super stiff. Like, she's not smiling. She's making no facial expression. She's like, (laughs) She looks like she didn't get a seat at her child's play in elementary school. So she's standing in the back. Yikes. (laughs) Here on the left, and again, these pictures will be on the website and Instagram. On the left, you'll see the drawings that Georgia did of SJJ. Okay. And on the right, you'll see the picture that looks exactly like them. I mean, okay, so the 3.5 drawings all look different from each other. (laughs) So Right. I mean, it's all like a girl or woman with curly, not even curly, just with brown hair. It's all vibes, but it's also like... We did better. I don't want to say better. We did more mm, accurate drawings when we were trying to figure out the mom from Unfabulous. (laughs) Yo, you guys, a couple of years ago, we had this thing where there was this actress whose name we were trying to remember. We couldn't remember even what she was from, but we could both picture her so We could like describe her, her hair, what she wore, like how her mouth moved. It was fucked up. We spent hours trying to figure out who this woman was and it turns out she is the mom in the Nickelodeon show Unfabulous from our childhood. But wait, I also drew her for you. Yeah, yeah, you did. So I had her in the back of my notebook for like more than a day. I mean, we figured out later. Oh, yeah. So we like would flip back through my notebook and find her and be like, who the fuck is that? And we finally figured it out. And it was like the largest weight was lifted off our shoulders. Oh, yeah. We we are detectives. We are citizen sleuths. (laughs) Anyway, so although these drawings look similar-ish, they literally don't look anything like the photo of the girl. I mean, they're both white women with brown hair. That's all we know. Yes, correct. But yeah. Otherwise, it could be anyone. Could be anyone. And also the other women around that woman look just the same. (laughs) Right, exactly. It's like two photos. Just that one's drawn. Oh, my God. Okay. (laughs) 
Well, all of this evidence seemed to prove George's claim that she was SJJ reincarnate. Right. This proved it? Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was just like, they look so alike. I can't (laughs) believe how similar this is. I mean, this combined with all the other, quote, evidence, like the house and the grave and just the fact she knew her way around. Like, look, I'm sold. I don't need these photos to believe that she's her. Oh, yeah. If I saw this on Unsolved Mysteries back in the day, I'd be I'd buy it for sure. If I saw it now, I'd buy it. I'm believing you telling me. Yeah. Well, it was on Unsolved Mysteries in 1990. Oh, shit. Her story got picked up and was featured there. And then things got even crazier. Okay. After the episode aired, a 36-year-old college professor named Jack Turn... I wrote Turncock. It's Turnock. <laughs> yeah, I like Turncock better. Jack Turnock saw the episode. He had never met Georgia, but while watching, he realized that he was actually her fiance, Tommy Hicks, reincarnated. I'm officially withdrawing (laughs) my bid in this. I'm taking my stonks out of the market. Yeah, I think it's time. Well, he said he'd been having visions all his life, too, and he was a married man living a very normal life. But after watching this, he got real weird about it. It just made him super uncomfortable. And his wife was like, we need to do something about this. A divorce. (laughs) Amen. No, but what she did was she contacted Georgia's doctor, Dr. Smith, and had Jack go there for a hypnotherapy. And actually, Jack had been to hypnotherapy before. Two years prior, he had undergone some therapy and gave details of a life very similar to the one Georgia described. So, allegedly. (laughs) Well, right. So they were saying that that was before he even heard Georgia's story. Yeah. So they're trying to make it say, like, he already felt this. But we don't actually know if that's true. Right, exactly. Okay. Okay. So he went to Dr. Smith, and Dr. Smith was like, yo, this seems legit. So they decided to do a joint hypnosis session, which was filmed for an update to the Unsolved Mysteries episode. Mm, I'll take a joint hypnosis session. 420 blaze it. I say that at work all the time. Whenever it's 420, I just love to yell it in my office. Love that. So Georgia had this to say about their joint hypnosis session. It was the most surreal experience of my life. It was as if another person had taken over my body and I was watching it happen. Tom told Sandra Jean how he was sorry he left her that way. She forgave him. They slash we held hands, reiterated our love, and said goodbye. It was incredibly emotional. I was so drained I couldn't move for half an hour. Jim Lindsay, the Unsolved Mysteries director, was literally dancing around saying it was the best sequence they ever filmed. I'm a little lad that loves berries and cream, berries and cream. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So you think that something like this, something so memorable, monumental, would probably be like everywhere, right? I mean, yeah. You would think. I would absolutely hope. Well, unfortunately, the cameras just didn't work. I hate, you know, it always seems to happen when like a murder happens or a miracle happens. Right. The vibes just knock out the current. Yeah, I think that must be it. It must be. So apparently when they were recording, everything looked fine. They were able to monitor the feeds and everything. I don't know if that's a thing people say. (laughs) (laughs) They monitored the feeds hard. It's like a thing you say about social media. I'm saying it. It's like I know anything. But apparently it was all working in the moment. But when they watched it back, it was pure static. Wow. That is kind of weird, though. I mean, yeah, if it's true. Yeah, it is true. Well, if you're not suspicious yet, you should be. Because the next section of my notes I called debunk on these hoes. Oh, I want to debunk on these hoes. (laughs) As it turns out, Georgia Rudolph isn't originally from Georgia. She's actually from Ohio. Hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She lived her life for several years in Marietta prior to all of this. Oh, I wonder how she knows the area. It's so crazy. 
And she's not just reincarnated. She is also a psychic. Okay. Yeah. She was featured on a TV show in the 90s where she claims to have helped solve a murder with her psychic abilities. Girl, you got to pick one fascinating thing. You can't be a psychic and reincarnated. Yeah. Well, she is. So she explained to Marie Claire magazine in 2007. Marie Claire. I'm so sorry. They did. They did like an article about reincarnation and they used her as an expert. She explained a curves gym <laughs> in 2004. Oh, man. All right. You want to hear what she said? Yes. So this was about the case that she allegedly helped solve. The most notable one involved a killer named Jack McCrady, who shot his wife, then reported her missing. The Ohio cops were stumped and tracked me down in Pittsburgh. I asked them to tell me her name, and instantly I knew that she had been shot and buried. Then I got a feeling that the killer's name was John, but that he went by Jack. I was hesitant to say the next bit, that he was a cop. Even though I'd never been to that region, I was able to give the cops directions to the spot where her body was buried. End quote. I will say I couldn't find any other details about this murder. I did find a lot of basically accounts of her helping solve this murder and how it was highly publicized. But then I couldn't find the publicized part. So <laughs> what you just read to me came across to me as I've never been there, except I grew up there for 17 years and know those streets like the back of my hand. Essentially, that's it. Love it. And if this wasn't suspicious enough that she has these other shady things going on, let's move on to her claims about SJJ. Oh, boy. An article by Michelle Witte on Medium does a good job of debunking some of her claims. Debunk on those hoes. So first of all, there's no record of a Sandra Jean Jenkins ever living in or around Marietta. Hmm. So that's that's suspicious, first of all. Yes. But we all know like record keeping wasn't perfect, especially back in the day. Handwriting was bad. People yeah. can't read. However, there is record of the Green family. Obviously, they lived there, but there's no record of her. Also, why does she have a different last name? That's what I'm thinking. I thought it was like a marriage thing or whatever, but then they would probably have record of that. Right. And she, remember, she died when she was 19, right after her fiance had died. And oh, so she never got married. Interesting. So she technically should be green if we're going by that. You would think so. Yeah. I would think that. And then another weird thing is that when she walked to her grandmother's tombstone, meaning SJJ's grandmother's tombstone, and knew exactly where it was, that doesn't make sense because SJJ's grandmother died 25 years after she died. Oh. Uh, right. So I guess she could be like, you know, watching from heaven or wherever, I guess, and know where the tombstone is. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. You would think that it would be a little different of like, um, I don't know, leading there to get to that. Yeah. And there were also some other inconsistencies, but I'm not going to get into all the details. I feel like this is enough to give you the gist. I feel like I really believed it, and now I really don't believe it. Yeah, I was trying to build you up and then knock you down. You did. You're really good at that. <laughs> Thanks. The story of my life. <laughs> oh, my God. So what happened to Georgia? What happened? She went on to just do her psychic thing. Uh, she never got super famous about anything other than this, but she was the subject of a web series that you can find on YouTube. And the videos are unlisted, but I will link the link. I'll link the link. I'm a link the link. In the episode guide at badtrippod.com. There are a bunch of like mini, basically it's like a mini series of just like three minute episodes of her talking about psychic shit. Wow. And if you call 1-800-PSYCHIC-READING-BIATCH, you can get a hold of her and get a psychic reading. Yeah, except she's dead. Um, I know. That's why you add the biatch and it calls <laughs> beyond the grave. <laughs> she died in 2013 at the age of 64. So she was pretty young. Mm, yeah. Sad. Uh, she left behind a son, a sister, and um, a legacy. A legacy. <laughs> a freaking legacy. And you know what? She's probably back. She's probably here in this room. And here she is, Sandra Everybody. Jean Jenkins, Georgia Marietta Jones. 
Isn't that her name? Mm, yes. Okay. To finish this out, I want to read a little excerpt from her obituary. Mm, please do. Tell me if anything stands out. Oh my gosh, okay. She'll be most remembered by her surviving family as a caring mother and fun-loving sister. She loved practical jokes. I can't even go past that part without laughing. Oh no, I was like, this is normal so far. No, the practical jokes thing, I'm like, literally your entire life was a practical joke. (laughs) Your life's a joke, loser. No, you know what I mean? Like she spent her entire life sort of like, Trying to convince people and maybe she believed it. No, she didn't believe it herself. That's totally. bullshit. Come on. It's like she she spent her life putting saran wrap over the toilet. Yeah. Just like the whole world is a toilet bowl and she is the saran wrap. <laughs> so is 2020. No shade. Just kidding. Yeah, shade. I think it made me sad. I'll get back to the obituary in a second. But it made me sad because I found uh, someone had posted about her on Facebook as like, oh, this crazy reincarnation story. And in the comments, this was after she had died. Someone was like, my daughter's missing. Can you please help me find her? So that's why I like that's why I feel okay making fun of her because it's this shit where like if you're going to present yourself as having this psychic ability and you're going to fake that, you're giving people false hope and I think that's fucked. Yeah, that's that's honestly true. That's fucked up. So this is kind of a fun story, but ultimately I think it's harmful to do stuff like this. Right, cuz like on her side she's doing like a psychic thing, but on someone's side they're missing their daughter or their wife or their son or you know whatever and it's like your impact on it isn't the same as what they're getting from it. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so back to the obituary. She loved practical jokes, playing bingo, and telling a good story. Yeah, she did. Yeah, she did. She was a dog lover. She enjoyed writing poetry about God, spirituality, heaven, angels, and American patriotic ideals. Excuse me, like, vomit. I'm just, like, trying to imagine what that is. It's, like, guns. Yeah, like picture a white woman in her 40s loving patriotic ideals who's also loving God and psychics and tombs. I don't know. I don't know. She especially loved to reminisce over a good cup of coffee and talk about those happy times with her family, friends, and fond childhood memories. Hmm, okay. The end. So that was kind of a nice ending for her. Yeah, good for her. Good for her. I just like sat here. I'm like, okay, I'm done now. Okay, that was that. So really, that's crazy. I'm all about believing in the reincarnation. I don't know what I believe, but I'm going to believe some shit if you lay some shit out like that. Right. But then it's like, I think every technology caught up to her because all of a sudden people could debunk all her shit. You know, it's like they could look up where she was born and they know she's not from Georgia. And like, that's not your name, girl. Like, you didn't even try that hard. Right. That's not even the name of a real person that existed that we know of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. It's strange, but also maybe some mental health things happening there. Totally. Yeah. And I feel like there's some unanswered questions in the story for sure. Like, number one, this Green family, like, were they involved in this hoax or did she just get lucky? Oh, like, did they go along with it at all? Kind of. Right. Because she had lived, you know, she had lived there in the past. So did she already know the Green family and like looped them in and like gave them some money? Like, who knows? Also, the other weird thing is like this guy that came forward as, you know, the fiance. So he's clearly got something going on, too. True. And he's like a third party. It's like, where did he come from? And then was she just like, this is working out swimmingly. Right. She was like, let's go hold hands and cry together. And she's like, we're holding hands. I mean, they're holding hands. And yeah. it's like, eh. exactly. So anyway, it's it's very mysterious. There are still some unanswered questions. I'm very intrigued by it. But ultimately, I think it's bullshit. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm I'm going to agree with you on that. I wish I didn't, but I do. Yeah. Well, on a happier note, Marietta, Ohio looks like a cute town. So if you live there or go there, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you. 
Yikes. Okay, well, that's it for today. We're going to be back next week, like we said, with some headlines from the state of Ohio. I'm excited for Shauna to give me some crazy headlines. Yeah, I haven't done this before. I actually have some saved I'm really excited about. Ooh, okay. I'm excited. Yeah, so we'll see you next week. Uh, Don't forget to check out our website at badtrippod.com, where you can get episode guides and other information about the show. You can also find us on Instagram and Twitter at badtrippod. Or email us at badtrippod at gmail.com. And leave us a review because we need more, you guys. Y'all, we're hurting for a squirting. (laughs) I was going to say y'all and then I was fucking paralyzed inside my body. By the word y'all or by hurting for a squirting? Hurting for a squirting. Ew, it's grosser when you say it with a hard ing. It's really gross. Oh my God. I'm sorry. It just came out of my mouth because Drea and I used to say that because it's from the 40-year-old virgin and we thought it was the funniest thing. It just... It just happened. Keep it in the past. Anyways, this was a lovely episode from you. Thank you. And we'll see you next week on this bad trip. <laughs>